In HVAC, you can get your work done fast, you can get it done cheap, or you can get it done well. Pick two. I'm Ryan Brennan. This is the Lost in the Midlands podcast brought to you by our two amazing sponsors, Midlands Dumpster Services, Experts in Trash, and Seawright Roofing, your experts in roofing. And today I'm here with my friend Bubba Lombard. Bubba, thanks for hanging out. Yes, sir. Bubba with SWAT Heating and Air. Bubba, what does SWAT stand for? SWAT stands for servicing and working all types. Heck yeah. You guys have a really cool business name, and that's a pretty cool quote that you picked out. I've heard it uh, in the roofing world as well. <laughs> so yes, sir. I feel like it kind of broadens to all trades. And, yes, sir. And we were just talking about you know all the work you guys do and, and all the ins and outs, and I'm excited to hear more about y'all's business and before we get to that, I want to hear a little bit about your beginnings. You know, how did how did the business start? Where are you from? I'm from Lexington. I've been uh, in the Red Bank area all my life. Uh, we was actually in Columbia until I was about four, and then four moved to Platte Springs Road. Been there ever since. Awesome, awesome. And you were just telling me you've been working on HVAC units for what since forever? Yeah, I started out with my dad as far back as I can remember, going places, doing things. Uh, you know. My dad on the weekends, I think every Saturday for about 18 years of my life, we got up and went somewhere and did some work somewhere, uh, whether it was half a day. So just program Saturdays like Friday or Monday. It's just yeah. 7.30, get up, we got to go. Another day to work. That's it. Beautiful. Ed, when you were in your early days, did HJC kind of strike you as, hey, I can do something with this? Is this something that you were kind of planting seeds? Uh, well, it's something I really enjoy. I don't yeah. get up and go to work. I get up and go have fun. I really enjoy heating and air. I uh, it's something that I do. I need, my daddy used to tell me something, uh, and I didn't understand it till after years of doing it, but, uh, you fix units in your sleep. And I used to think that's crazy. I mean, I'm, I'm 15, 16 years old. And I think what kind of statement is that, but over the years, stuff that, you know, that had problems, I have fixed units in my sleep, had to answer <laughs> the next day. So I know what he's talking about now. I didn't then, but I got it now. Yeah, well, that comes with just years of experience. That's correct. <laughs> working yes, on, on many units. At what point did you decide to, I mean, tell me a little bit about the process of opening the doors of, of SWAT eating. Uh, open the doors. Um, I've always wanted to have my own business. I had one uh, man tell me, he says, you're never going to be happy till you do. Yeah. And he's and he was right. He told me some other business things that he was right on. I didn't listen, and I wish I could go back. You know, hindsight is twenty twenty. <laughs> Um, but to open the doors, I, you know, I, I was going to start it years back and I got so busy by myself. I couldn't do it. There's yeah. no way, you know, it's just too much, you know, I wouldn't even going home. So I took a break on that and then I got where I, you know, had saved some money and did some things and got some stuff put together where yeah. I could start and do that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just time. I mean, you know, America's a free country, you know, you got choices and sometimes not making the choices is, is a choice also. Not, yeah. No choice is a choice. And, uh, I was just ready to do something different. I'm tired of, you know, working for everybody else and, you know, not doing it for myself. That's awesome. And part of the American dream right there. I'm ready to, you know, That's it. <laughs> take a yes, swing. Sir. Tell me so, about some of the, the challenges in the, in the early days. I know you said, you know, one sounds like a common one. Hey, I was doing everything. And then all of a sudden. Yeah. Uh, challenges is, is trying to, is trying some, one of the biggest challenges is trying to please everybody at one time. That's not going to happen. Yeah. This is, I'm just in the real world. I mean, being a realist, you're not you're not going to please every person. Like one one person said, you're never going to get five stars. But our goal is five stars every time. If I do not get five stars from you, you will get a phone call. Yeah. yeah. Because I want to know what I can do better. What can uh, what can we do better? So 
some of the struggles in the in the earliest is trying to figure out different people because all because everything doesn't mean the same to everyone. Some people care about the way something looks more than the way it is. So yeah. it's trying to please a customer, make someone happy. That was probably it's probably one of the biggest struggles in keeping people happy because you can't. One of my sayings to my employees is the customer's always right until I tell them they're wrong. You'll never tell them they're wrong. So. Yeah. And that's something that, you know, a lot of bit you hear that a lot. You know, business is a lot about people. And that's you might be excellent at doing the work, but there's a whole other side to it that you're going to have to master too because, you know, the – the, the HVAC unit's not going to pay you. It's a person. That's <laughs> they got to feel like they're confident a in what you do. A happy customer is a good customer. And a happy customer is a good customer. Um, over the years, I mean, have you gotten a lot of word of mouth? I mean, is, is that, I mean, it sounds like you kind of focused on making them happy. And, and yes, to... that would probably be 90% of my work would be word of mouth. That's what we started on. Always word of mouth, no advertising, just people. You do people right. You be available. You make yourself available to them yeah um my number one call most of the time is hey when can you come i'm on the way man i can't believe that uh i've probably heard that as many times as the day is as when people call just the fact of when can you get here now there's sometimes we're you know 17 calls come in in a day we're not you know there's only so many hours <laughs> so uh but we strive to uh to get that get to that customer and we strive customer service is 100% our motto. Yeah. And you when you get 17 calls, it's what? 100 degrees outside, everybody's units going down. I mean, y'all do have like a, a seasonal peak season. We it do. gets hot and everything yeah, we goes. Yeah, um, it just it just depends though. Uh after lightning storms, uh after, after a lightning a bad lightning storm with the way the electronics are made, even surge protectors and things today, electronics are sensitive to power. Yep. They're sensitive. That's why they got uh, resistors on them. That's why they got protection on them. Uh, so, I mean, you can almost guarantee somebody's getting HVAC call the next day after a lightning storm. Yeah. And, like, we had the one lightning storm about a month ago where it was popping, like, 17 bolts of lightning, and within that hour, we had two calls just came from that lightning storm. Wow. So, you know, just depending on what's going there, what's happening. But usually the hottest, course, hot. I mean, the biggest thing is people don't want to pay attention to their units until it's hot. Well, PMs are to help you before it's, before you get there. So, uh, you know, the units and houses are designed on a 95-degree curve. Yeah. So when it gets 100 degrees, you're 5 degrees behind the curve. Then when you don't have your unit service, it's dirty or low or freon or you haven't changed your filters. Probably the number, worst thing that cringes me when you go to a house and say, hey, have you changed your filters? And they say, what is that? Actually, I just closed my eyes for a second. Like, I'm, imagine what I'm about to see. You know, we changed the unit in Lexington, and the lady said, uh, I haven't changed the unit, a filter in 12 years. She was correct. Her, her indoor coil was a filter. <laughs> I mean, that unit, and that thing of that unit made it 15 years. It probably could have been one of them 20, 25-year-old units that had been yeah. taken care of. I guess you know what the uh, problem's going to be when they say that. So, well, we know we got to know where to start at. That's for sure. <laughs> where to start? You said PM. What is, can you explain to people what a PM is, kind of? A PM is preventive maintenance. A PM is checking all the things that would keep a unit running at 100% efficiency. So, yep. you can have a dirty coal, and you can have your pressures higher, which can't get rid of the heat like it should outside. And mostly, and we're talking about summer mostly, most of the time. Yep. So, not having a dirty coal can make your pressures higher. Yep. We can't get it, dissipate the heat as fast as we should. It'll make your electric bill. The higher the heat, the more the load, the higher the amps you pull. Yeah. So uh, checking Freon, pressures, temperatures, there's a guideline that your unit should fall in, and there's a certain point where we say, hey, your unit's not in the guideline. We either need to fix it 
or you're just wasting energy. So a PM will let you know what is there, what we can do to get it fixed, and, or if it's, you know, sometimes we have units. I work, we, we changed the unit the other day, 32 years old. Wow. It's not worth putting a compressor in a 32-year-old unit. It's just not worth it. There's no other warranties on it. Yeah. And, the, and the money that you would put into it, it's just it's not there. So um, so preventative maintenance is what is would help you keep at 100% efficiency, help keep you from breaking down. Yeah. So like most, you know, the first thing I do when I train the tech is I see if he, you know, we check the amps on a motor, but reach in there and grab the bearings. If the bearings are clicking, it's already behind. So you know what it's probably going to call you, that 100-degree day, 105, especially it's in the sun, you're liable to have a, a call. And if you just did a PM and didn't do a good one, didn't check the bearings or didn't check this, you're liable to get a back call. And if it's in 30 days, a customer automatically says, oh, I didn't check that while you're here. So yep. you know, there's a guideline that you go by. There's, so we check pressures, temps, we check electronics, we check for wires, anything that would be simple to stop that unit from running. And, I, and preventative maintenance is due cut down on HVAC calls. And a preventative maintenance is cheaper than HVAC call. So that so it's money money savings. Yeah. There it is. This is Wright Brennan, the owner of C Wright Roofing. When it comes to the maintenance of your roof, you want to know that you have an experienced team that knows what they're doing. And with 10 years in the business, we check all the boxes. Leaky roof, storm damage, or just overdue on maintenance, give us a call at 803-828-4181 for a free estimate. Again, that's 803-828-4181. And remember, our commitment is to roof it the right way. And you're talking about your techs, the process they go through. I know what what brand do you guys represent? Oh, we represent Goodman. Goodman. Uh, I've been putting them in for thirty thirty years, roughly twenty two officially, um, but been putting them in. And uh, I've had maybe I I don't want to be as close as I can. Maybe forty warranty calls yeah. that are actually warranty <clears throat> calls, and uh, and they do say that most of the installs are seventy percent of failure because of wrong installs. People just putting in, hey, I want to upsize my unit, but you don't upsize the ductwork. Yeah. Or hey, I want to do this, and they don't make the proper adjustments for a unit. So uh, probably, but some of them, I know one time we had leaking coils, and it wasn't just Goodman. It was, I mean, I, I remember that year. Every time I went through a neighborhood, a guy was walking out with his leak detector. We already knew what the problem was. That I mean, it was like for about a two-year span yeah. that everybody had leaking coils. So I mean, that is a process with the new Freon. It's, it's a higher pressure. It's double the pressure actually. So you got to have stronger coils, and you know I think they resolved a lot of those problems. We still got some of it, but but it, nothing's going to last. I mean, it's you know it's, it's eventually going to break down. I know one thing, just you know, being a homeowner and not knowing much about HVAC is I'm always worried what the mechanic, the tech, whoever is going to say because I don't know. Yes, you sir. know, they might say, hey, look, it's in terrible shape, and you know, I'm, I'm like, okay, well, what do I need to do? So, how do you guys, uh, you know, make people feel comfortable about that recommendation? Hey, look, it's time for a new unit. You know, and, and I'm, I'm. Well, the the main thing is, I'll say this: whenever a person looks at your unit, if my tech ever, or even myself, any of us ever come to you, we always give you an option to fix it first. We're not just replacing units. We're not a, you know. My biggest fear of hiring people until I really know what they know and what they're doing is two two things are going to happen. Yeah. Either one, they're going to they're going to try to replace the unit because they don't know how to fix it, and you get to a backing point that that is a possibility. So, you know, I quiz and check everything. We actually have a check sheet that we go through, and those answers go through, and you can see what is actually happening there. But for a homeowner, we actually break it down and try to explain it. We take pictures, we show things. We just don't, you know. 
I've had people say, hey, this guy just did a PM or did an inspection letter. He never got a tool off his truck. That's a problem. I yeah. mean, I, you know, that's, that's a problem. You never, he never took a tool off. No, he just walked around the house and looked at a couple things. That, that's not efficient. Right. I mean, so, you know, when you say, oh, well, he was $50 cheaper, I bet he was. I'm going to go with him. I mean, you know, didn't take no tools off the truck out. What are you doing? So the thing about letting a customer know is, is first of all, if a customer doesn't believe in you, if you can't win their heart, and that's our goal, is to be honest, dependability, and win the customer's heart. That yeah. is my goal of every customer I walk out. Because if they don't trust you, there's there's no good communication. I mean, right. I want every you know I want every word to be said that they understand, to break it down to them, and uh, we use good analogies. We try to break it down as, as simple as we can so they understand it. Now they might not understand all things, but you're never going to get oh your unit just needs to be replaced. You're going to have a reason why, and you're going to have an option to fix it, and that and that option to be theirs. There's never uh, there's never been one time oh you just need to replace the unit unless it's, unless we come across they've done cut the coils out. It's been stripped. I mean, yeah. you're not fixing that. Vandalism is a different story. <laughs> yeah, that's, and I guess y'all come across some of that. So. We we do. I mean, it, it's sad to say. It's sad to say that let's just say an average house, a condenser on a house. Let's just say the average cost just replacing condensers. Let's just say twenty eight hundred. If they cut the coils out of your unit at your house, they'll be lucky if they get seventy five dollars. But it's going to cost you roughly twenty eight hundred to fix it. My gosh. Yes, sir. That is terrible. Well. It's good that there's people like you guys out there in the field who are helping customers kind of get through some of those tough situations. Yes, sir. And who is your best customer? Who would you say is the the customer that you guys you know? I tell you, I've got I've got I've got lots and many good customers. I would you know it's hard to say that, but I've got one that stands out. In mine his name's Harold Paget, and uh, he's just been there for the years. I've known him since I out of high school. Yeah. Uh, every time I've needed something, I mean, I, you think, hey, what are we gonna do tomorrow? He calls. He's all. I mean, he's he's just been a good customer. He's been dependable. Yeah. Uh, not only just a customer, but just a real person. You know, just straight up with you. you know, you know, doesn't even ask a question. You know, I, ha, we have enough faith and trust in each other. We just we go together. You know, it's kind of like, you know, salt and pepper. Yeah. They're gonna both be on the table at the same time. You've built a strong relationship with that customer. Yes, sir. Sounds like yeah. Speaking of relationships and customers, how has B and I impacted y'all's business? BNI has been ter terrific. You know, you hear stuff, you know, you're always going to have a complaint from an unhappy customer sometimes. Yeah. And like you said, you're never going to always get the five stars, but I, I give BNI five stars. And I will say, I think, I, you know, there might be someone out there that says their group's better, but I got the best group. <laughs> I got the best people, hands down, from from not just being in a BNI group, but off the record. Yeah. Just real people. Yeah. You know, and we 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 you know we talked a while back about people. What you are on the inside, yeah. that's the real you. And I really feel like on our BNI, we have real people. We've got the best. You guys really do focus on relationships, and that that is awesome. Um, it's not just you guys are the experts. You're the experts plus. You know, yes, you can build a relationship, and like you just mentioned, and then you have a longtime customer. That that's um, an asset to you guys. What about some advice to somebody who's thinking about going out on their own and starting an HVAC company? What can you tell them? Mm, it's a headache. Uh, there is some headaches to it getting started. Uh, um, find depend not only having dependable customers, but having employees and having a group that you can depend on. You know, my motto is, and this is how it is, if you, if you say you're going to quit on me the third time you tell me that, I help you leave. <laughs> you know, if, you, if I can't depend 100% on you, yeah. Then I, you know, you won't come. I'm thinking about leaving. The third time, you won't be thinking about it. You'll be rolling on out the door. Um, dependability as a, in a company, and it is very hard to find dependable people to go that you can trust, that I can trust what they say. Like I said, I have a group. If my guys don't know, 
we're not okay with just saying that's just how it is. Yeah. I'm, I've never been okay with that. Hey, how does that work? I don't know. That's just how it is. I would go home after work when I was younger. I would go take stuff apart. I would play. I would figure out why. I want to know the mechanics of it. And this is the problem, I think, in a lot of days with new uh, oncomers in the HVAC world is they don't have the mechanics. So when they don't understand the electronics, they don't understand why or what it's supposed to be doing. They can't fix it. Yeah. If you can understand why and what it's supposed to be doing, you can start going backwards to why is it not doing it. Right. If you don't know, you don't you know you don't know. So that's probably but the the dependable employees and having that customer base will probably be the two because you can have enough dependable employees and not have enough work to take care of. And that's a struggle. You know, that's a thing that you would worry about because you're not only as a business owner, you don't look at the fact of whether I have five kids at home I feed, now I have five employees that I'm feeding also. And they depend on me just like my kids do. Yeah. You know, it's the same way. So the probably the biggest thing is is employees and just having that relationship that I would want to have a better relationship with my employees than I would my customers because they're family. Well, you know, this is not just a, hey, we throw you to the curve, go. Yeah. And, I, and I've worked for, you know, several different companies, and I've seen, I worked at one company for three months, not going to say the name, but I, they went through 17 employees in the three months I was there. I was like, 17 different people? I mean, that's how they come and go. That's a lot. So I don't want that. I want to have a family relationship. I want it to be a family business. I want it to be able to, I'm not good with a corporation. I don't want to ever think of my employees as a number. Yeah. yeah. Ever. Where can people find you? Uh, they can look at, we're on Facebook. We're on, um, we have a website, uh, SWATHeatAndAirLLC.com. We have Instagram. Uh, we uh, we support Gilbert Softball. We got our we got signs out there. We're in BNI. It was this, which is a great connection group. Um, yeah. uh, we're we're slowly getting some stuff on the trucks. Uh, but you can find us. So you can call us at eight zero three six zero six thirteen sixty five, or you can look on the web, internet, Facebook. Um, you know we're there if you need us. Fantastic, hey Bubba. Thanks for coming on, man. Yes, sir. Thank <laughs> you. Hey everyone, many thanks for watching. If you enjoyed this episode, give us a follow and click the bell to stay up to date on future episodes or click the link to watch another previous episode. Also, don't forget to like, share, and please leave us a comment. We'd love to hear your feedback.